Welcome to Master in Music, the musical podcast where I, Patronella Turin, tries to resolve the magic behind really great music. I like to invite you to a little backstage tour in some of my episodes. We will meet five very different musicians and hear some of their experience with creating fantastic music. We start the tour with the famous Ulf Wadenbrandt, a conductor both in rock and classical music. And after that, we will dive into the life of a socialist, of Professor Nils Ulner's life. And then we are going to follow by following a lecture in singing, Gunn-Britt Gustafsson. And ending up in the Swedish forest, we are going to meet the three swinging singing Hebe sisters. A sneak peek into the normal and very secretive life of musicians and their way of making music. Let me introduce you to Ulf Wadenbrandt. He went from local drum teacher to international rock conductor for the band Aria to become the principal guest conductor for the Russian Philharmonic Orchestra and the Swedish Symphony Orchestra. He is known for being a very energetic explosion on stage and you never seen a conductor headbang as he does. Let's hear what he has to say about getting a sponsor as a musician. And I also work with some kind of sponsorships with the school. Yeah. Uh, that's my work here. Yeah, actually, you're really good with sponsors. I saw your webpage and I was like, how many sponsors do we, this guy have? You know, I saw uh, some glass company called Seoptique. I saw a car company and percussion company. And what more? Clothes. Clothes, uh, yes, clothes. And I saw. bags when I travel. Bags, uh, yeah. It's lots of stuff. Uh, I need to check my website. But so what, what is your best tips to get sponsors? I mean, the one million dollar question for all machines. Okay. How do you get sponsors? I just want to correct one thing, and it's like uh, when I work here at M3, I also work with sponsorship for the school, yeah. so we have some kind of big sponsors yeah. here. And uh, my private career as a conductor and as a musician, I have lots of sponsors also. So speak about sponsoring and musician. It's very interesting because for some of the musician, it's not popular to have sponsor. It's little. Yeah. You should just be musician and nothing else. But you suffer. Art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they are lost, but okay. <laughs> uh, the main thing is here to to build a brand, to be good, to be a good musician, to also connect with people. You need to like to connect with people, and and uh, it's it, it, everything is is connected. You know, when I do concert, and so I just don't do it on stage. I speak to people. I speak to audience. I'm very it's it's also part of the work to 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 do other stuff than just standing on the stage and for you're me you're really active on the stage you're jumping you're running around yeah. you're headbanging i have some maybe some illness i don't know i can't stand <laughs> still but but mainly about if you go to the, yeah so yeah the thing is sponsorship you need to have to work with connections everything is connected you you need to be to work with the brand to make a strong brand whatever you are whatever you're working with you need to have some brand that 
people want to connect with something that yeah is interesting uh, for the for the company uh, to get something back because they don't just give things away you need to have a win-win to, or yeah have a win-win or have some interesting you can give them or be con- connected uh, with some special thing and i can you give an example of um, a win-win Yeah, I think with the glasses, for example, my company that uh, work with they, I they are very recognizable on every photos in media, in papers, in videos, in pods. If we take photos, yeah. uh, and you really need to use glasses. Right? Yeah, I can't live without them nowadays. I can start yeah. to get older, so I need it. Uh, and and that's a, a natural connection, for example, or 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 percussion instrument. I just use that percussion instrument or or. Close on stage, my suit is best, and it's it's a brand that I always choose, and it's on uh, people see it on on pictures and so on. So so it needs to be natural. It needs to be yeah. I like to work with it. Some people don't like to work with it, but I really love to have this. It's a part of my work, not just to be a musician or conductor. It's to to connect with people, and all this together is is making this work very interesting. And it is really important. I mean, for me, it's, at least, it's very important what I'm wearing. Especially like as a chalice, you don't want to have a too short skirt, or you don't want to. You want to be comfortable, yeah. but at the same time, you have to look good. And very often, in a symphony orchestra, you have to have black clothes, for example, because yeah. then the lighting is is more uh, effective on your face. And it is a challenge to make a lot of people fit into the same clothes, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's big. Yeah, 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 yeah. and you should be feel comfortable and all this kind of stuff. But yeah. I I just like to work with this, and I think you need to. So when you start a sponsorship, do you call them or do they call you? It's it's, it's differently. Uh, some it's differently. It's really differently. Uh, mostly they come to me, but in some cases I also connect with them because I think it's a good uh, win-win situation. And nowadays, for me, it's in the in the start of the career, it was of course hard to get this connection, but now it's. Everything is running, but you need to keep it. It's like a marriage, marriage. You know, yeah. you need to 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 make it grow and make it good all the time. You can't just get things and then drop yeah. uh, the source you got the thing from. You need to always to. It's like to have a good marriage. I want to say to give something back, be interested in what they developing, and they need to be interesting what we do and and do it like teamwork. Yeah. So you seek sponsorship also by you with something that you like. Yeah, I don't go for cigarettes or some <laughs> stuff that I don't use. You, you you need also to be comfortable. You don't. In my case, I don't know how to do it, but I I I go for things that I like and of course I need. Thank you, Ulf. Now we are going to hear a clip from my personal cello hero, professor and solo solist Nils Ulner. He has been a principal cellist for over 34 years in the Malmö Symphony Orchestra in Sweden. And he is known for educating some of the finest cellists at the National Academy of Denmark. Now we're going to dive into a part where I try to find out how to win a job in an orchestra and what makes a good team. You have to uh, create a culture also between the Shelley section, I guess. Yeah. And keep... Uh, you should be a team. You, you, yeah. you cannot be a team if you don't know each other. Mm-hmm. How do you create a team as a, a solo solist with the other Shelleys? Like? 
I, I don't think it, it, you should not think uh, like, well, I'm used to thinking more like a team that, that, uh, that we, of course, there's one who should play the solos, but, but, but what we do is actually the same. And we should, we should not wait. If, if people wait for, for the solo player to, to be together, Then, then they are waiting yeah. too long. Yeah. Everybody should know when to play. So it's actually not so big difference between being number one or being number three or five. Uh, it's, it's of course the the case that you have to to jump between playing tutti and playing solo. That is really the the big issue, and that's not so easy. And but you it have gets a good trick for that. It, it gets easier with the years because you actually get your experience. That okay, last time it went okay. So why shouldn't it? be able why shouldn't it be possible this time too i mean <laughs> it's a it's a very simple uh, psychology but it it is i think it must be the 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 reason why it's possible to be still a principal cello cellist like i am after 34 years yeah so how do you change between tutti playing and solo playing like do you have a trick or is it just like yeah well the trick is that you have to really join the group when you are finished uh, with a solo and 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 it, you have to be interested to do so you have to think that this is uh, a challenge that you want to take uh, because it's not easy and i have seen uh, colleagues who are who are not in my orchestra but in other orchestras I, i'm sure it's it's it is most most likely to happen that that a very good solo player is playing too much solo and, mm. and is actually not joining the group enough in between the solos if you know what i mean i i will not go into this because it sounds like if, if i'm trying to <laughs> pinpoint some per persons uh, it's more a theoretical uh, yeah. aspect i think it's also the same with um with chamber music and other things that you have to try to blend in and that's difficult i mean also when people apply for the orchestra job a lot of them are very great players but when you choose someone i guess you choose someone who can fit into the group or how does it how does an audition work because you sit in the jury when you choose a, a new colleague mm -hmm. and what do you look for and what do you listen for we listen for everything we we want it's really a luxury to be be able to choose between such fantastic players young players that that are applying the jobs now i mean every every um, free seat is of i mean free uh, open place seat, yeah. open seat in the orchestra is is announced on what we call uh Musical, musical chairs, chairs. Yeah. and it, so everybody in the whole world can on the internet they can see well now there's a a, a job as a who knows a violinist in in the malmo symphony orchestra and and there will be maybe a hundred applicants on the day yeah. for for yeah well a tutti violin it can happen like this it's really fantastic and it's fantastic. but and when when we have to choose between them we like to have one who is able to play with big uh, self-confidence and uh, a soloist uh, qualities but we also want some somebody who can uh, listen to colleagues in a chamber or a chamber music setting so we often make a, yeah for instance a quartet trial so they part of the the audition is a chamber music trial or chamber music situation and 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 then it's actually done so that you can you can from the hall from the jury it can be 
commented would you please do it again and try to think like this or that i mean it's it's a matter of flexibility and if you have this possibility of playing like a very big high standard on the soloist soloistic part and also being able to to do the chamber music convincingly then you are maybe allowed to the to start the right and and the the real difficult part which is the probation time and here you should you are up against a, a lot of challenges because you should be able to play the the parts uh, with not so much uh, time you you must be well prepared you must be flexible also here you must be a good colleague and <laughs> there are many practical aspects also i mean if you are not for young players there are rules that 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 they must know the hard way you cannot write your fingerings in the parts because it's uh, maybe not the same fingerings that your mm. stand partner uses one of the taboos that's a taboo well that's a, a rule that you must know you cannot uh, change the the page turn the page too late or too soon or you know practical small it sounds like small things but it really it feels like the same as if you are a co-pilot in a, in a cockpit i mean if you don't do things wrong it can be fatal mm. it, it is the same feeling in, yeah. in 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 the difficult passages of course there, nobody will die but but uh, we are feeling the same <laughs> we are feeling the same resp responsibility yeah. i think mm -hmm. Because I know, you were my teacher, so I know that you've been teaching a lot of people and succeeding with getting a lot of your pupils into the orchestra. Mm -hmm. And even other instrumentalists come to you. They're double basses, violinists, everyone comes to you when they are going for audition. Mm -hmm. because you are the master of auditioning so give us your your tips because you're really good at getting people into the orchestra well that, that, that is a very <laughs> high rated overrated no, Niels, uh, you, you know it's true like, no but i mean it's so difficult to to have to to put your students into the orchestras now i'm uh, just happy that it happened a few times <laughs> yeah. we mm. were opening the champagne mm. yeah. because we were in the master class and yeah. people call you and say well, i want the job yeah that's true and sometimes you got two of them into the same uh, orchestra mm. at the same time mm -hmm. yeah but uh, i don't know i cannot say how the recipe is because uh, it's a matter of i think if if anything you have to to work by the example i mean you have to show yourself that you respect your colleagues in order to convey it to your students i mean it's 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 nothing that you can say that you should do like this i think the best way to teach things like like this is with the attitude is to to have the, the right one yourself Thank you, Nils. Now we're going to take a trip into the deep forest of Sweden to a magical meadow where the singing lector Gunn-Britt Gustafsson lives. She is a singing lector at the Royal Academy in Stockholm and a widespread singing profile in Sweden, known for her fantastic powerful voice. We talk on our best Swinglish about the importance of simplicity and being natural and the importance of breathing. Long, long, 
So many people have asked me, couldn't you write a book about your methods? And I think I don't have any. So I, I named it Natural Singing. Mm-hmm. And I haven't written it yet. It's just it's coming. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm doing so many other things now. Um, so I said, just breathe in, then breathe out, make it noise. That's mm. my basic thing. Don't overdo it. It's it's not so hard. Just breathe in, and then sing. Yeah. But as you said, so many, and especially those who have studied for a long time, they they think, oh, no, that couldn't be that easy. So if I have had, we say, from 100 students, when I say that this to them, they want to change the, the teacher because they think it should be harder. Yeah. No, it isn't. But it's really hard to just breathe in and just sing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But we have some like really famous singers in in Sweden. Actually, one that you were compared to a lot, uh, Tommy Sjöberg, mm. who is one of the person who actually didn't take a lot of singing lessons. No, like he, he said, no, I don't need it because you know I breathe and I sing. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so it's one of the oldest like uh, teaching books in the world. Yeah, <laughs> I breathe and I sing. Yeah, but uh, it's the it's it's really the art of doing something simple. It's like I always say to my cello students that cello playing is the art of relaxation. Mm-hmm. Because the more you relax, the better it gets. But our brain wants to like, oh, I have to exercise. I have to do a force because if I do it like, if I want something, I have to tense. Mm-hmm. I have to use physical muscles, but this total opposite. Mm-hmm. So when they really want to play well, they have to be like, ah. Oh, I really want to play well, like relax super mm, much. Yeah. And it's super hard. Like yes. every time they have a problem with something like, oh, Patrona, it's hard. I cannot do it. And I'm like, relax. Mm. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it works. And they're like, oh, damn it. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose that you also say breathe yeah. when you take it. Exactly. Actually, when I applied for the music conservatorium a long time ago, I uh, actually didn't enter in Gothenburg in the university because the cello teacher there, he said, I don't breathe when I play. And he said it was very uncharming. <laughs> so he didn't accept me into the, uh, to the, um, to the school. And he said that I have to play cello more, like I'm lying in this, you know, this kind of, um, when you have a summer house, you have this kind of yeah. fabric between the trees that you're lying. Mm-hmm. It's called a swing mat or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I direct translate it to Swedish, you know, <laughs> Swedish. but <laughs> probably my boyfriend would say something else. But uh, yeah, you get the picture. Yes. Uh, and I, I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, I couldn't understand what he was saying. And I was like, how can you decline someone alive with music because of this? But then I'm like, now when I'm older and wiser, I'm like, you're so right. Mm, yeah. You understand you were right. They yeah. give you right. Thank you, Gunbrit. To end the episode, we're going to take a tour into the swinging, singing, happy sisters life and dive in to the Swedish trio that have taken the swing music to a new international level. We talk with Josefine, Maria and Emily Hebbe about their benefits of having parents that are musicians and how their musical journey began. Jazz it up and move, move. 
love the music. So we are so grateful that our parents understand that we want to work with music and try this. And, and both mom and dad has always tried to focus on the possibilities. So I, I think that makes it easier for us to really believe that we can do this. And also, what was the other thing I was thinking about? They also have a lot of contacts, of course. Yeah. And since we were very young, we started performing together with them on stage yeah. because we felt like, oh, it seems to be fun up there. It was like a play. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks to them, we've had the chance to be on stage at a lot since very young age. Mm. And to get that experience and to be like in the 15, the year of 15, we had been on stage and do, done hundreds of concerts. And mm. that's not, uh, that's not everyone that gets that possibility. So that's to awesome. get the routine and the experience to, yeah. And I think the singing just started with mom playing the piano, playing like kids songs and then playing the melody and we were singing and our parents are not singers. They, they can sing, I think, but they are not, <laughs> they haven't no. been singing at home for us. No. So she just played and we were singing, dancing and then, yeah, we were on stage with them and people liked it. And, and when we grew older, we also wanted to challenge ourselves more and mm. to bring in more harmony singing. And uh, since I'm the oldest and I've always been very interested in uh, arranging music or like listening to music. Well, what is that chord? And mm. I've always been listening very careful to, carefully to music. So when I was singing in the choir in school, I brought the, the sheet music back home. Yeah. And like, oh, let's try this with the sisters and see yeah. what it will sound like. And maybe I rearranged it for three voices if... The arrangement was for four or five voices. And I also started uh, listening to the Andrew Sisters, for example, mm -hmm. that is a famous swing and jazz group from the 30s, 40s, in, and learn how to arrange music in their style and to learn that jazz singing vocabulary. That's really helped me a lot when I'm now arranging, doing my own arrangements from yeah. scratch. And uh, to listening so. to others and kind mm -hmm. of trying to uh, find the recipe is like really mm -hmm. good. And I guess like growing up, you had to go to concerts because your parents mm. were playing. Yeah. Mm. So maybe that also like inspires you because you were really like in 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 the concert place and in the concert halls listening. And when mm. they were repeating at home and I guess they brought to home other musicians as well yes, exactly. to practice. So it was like always exposure. Yeah, mm. that's a very important thing that you're mentioning now, because all that you said has had a, a huge impact on us. And uh, our parents always brought us to all kinds of cultural ex activities. It could be opera or symphony orchestra, but also a pop concert or a ballet or. Yeah. And I remember dad brought me to, I think it was Denmark. I think I was only like five years old to Rostropovich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the famous challenge. <laughs> and for me, like when I was five, I was, oh, so, I was so bored yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say now but he yeah so uh, already then i was exposed to great classical music but i didn't understand it then but now when i see the picture with me in with the, like hugging yeah. Rostropovich, it's like yeah. wow <laughs> yes that's really cool yeah thank you for listening i hope that we have triggered some curiosity in you and that you would like to hear full episodes. In that case, you can go to Spotify or iTunes or Acast or any other podcast platform and you will find the full episodes with every single person of this episode. And if you're a little bit old school, you can also find the episodes and download them on mastermusic.com. I wish you happy listening. Monster.